Are we are we live? We're live. Yeah. Okay. Why'd you tell me to start over? Oh, because I forgot to hit the record button on the, on the podcast. Thing. Oh, well. It's fine. We're it's live fine. as well. So we are going into our uh, YouTube. Hey, Kyra. We are going into our YouTube channel as well, Tessa Van Wade YouTube channel, but I am also on my Instagram for Tessa Van Wade. So, um, hey, 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 welcome. We are doing our 23rd episode and yeah. we are going to talk about eventually once we get yeah. there. Are you going to do our music? No, I'm going to put it in post on the, uh, oh, on the actual it's podcast. It's so pretty though. Yeah, but just, it, you know what? This is our first time ever doing it. At night. <laughs> so there's going to be some stuff. So if you don't know us because we've never done Instagram before. So we are, we are Tessa and Ben. We have been together for a really long time. A, <laughs> seriously. We've uh, been together like for 20. We've been together for 21, 20 married for 21. See, you don't even know. Yeah. Married for 21 since 1998 and together for mm. almost 25. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we have been together for a long time. So uh, we started a a (laughs) podcast, which is always a great idea for married couples. I don't think any couple in America has ever started a podcast. I think we're the first one. (laughs) Shut up. You will learn very quickly that he's quite sarcastic. So we're we're recording in our studio, um, a.k.a. our our business by day. um, And we're here at night. We're really rarely here at night. We are. And I just saw an alley cat outside. Oh, really? Like getting into the trash can. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a whole new experience here. It's a whole new world. It's totally different. Yes. Maybe maybe a drug addict will walk by (laughs) if we're lucky. Actually, it probably might. Yeah. Yeah. But it is funny because we are doing it at night and I'm so freaking tired. It's unbelievable. We're we're trying something new. Um, We're trying to like do this after work. Yeah. And it's it's okay so far. (laughs) You know, you're unsure. I'm, I'm well fed. I made tri-tip tonight. Yeah. Which I smoke tri-tip. It's the first time I've done it in a long time. Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. Well, red, it, red meat makes me happy. It, I think it's like good for me. I think you get like the iron or something and all yeah. of a sudden you have like plenty of energy. Well, you know, we, we mostly eat just chicken. Yeah. And, uh, I love chicken. <laughs> Chicken's delicious, but, uh, it just doesn't hit the right spot. Yeah. You this know. is so intriguing information. You know, we eat ground turkey a lot too. <laughs> yeah. and it's Let's like, not go through. Can we just whole, uh, can we just stop eating birds? Can we just stop talking about what day? we eat? Because all we eat is like chicken and veggies. Like that's that's about it. Uh, I ate a Twinkie today. Oh my gosh, did you take, okay, so let's tell this story. So Ben has a bunch of people that he works with. And of course this guy says, how old is this guy? Uh, he's like in his mid thirties. He's in his mid thirties. He says he's never had a Twinkie before. Never, ever eaten How a many of you believe that this guy has never had a Twinkie before? I 100% believe it. Why do you believe that? Because That's he's never done a lot of things. Uh, Give the list of the things that he has never done. He's never seen Star Wars. He had never had a, an Eggo waffle. Wait, wait, wait. Don't even just brush past the Star Wars thing. So if anybody knows me, like on my, especially on my Instagram. So I am an author. I believe in fiction to literally transform people. And and Star Wars, the fact that he has not seen Star Wars and is how old again? Uh, Mid 30s. He's mid thirties and he's never Which seen means he was the original, like the mid, OG Star Wars. Mid to late 1980s. Now we, it's interesting because we haven't talked about this, but today at work, 
we actually did a poll of who has seen Star Wars and who oh, has not. Oh my gosh. Okay. I clear my throat. Because I, I had so much red meat, I need to clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was 50-50 out of, out of six guys. Now, keep in mind, two of those guys are in their early 20s. Okay, so everybody needs to go to work tomorrow and literally take a poll of how many people have seen Star Wars well, because that's insane. Here's what I learned today. I just automatically assumed that everybody's seen Star Wars. Why would you but, not? Ben, well, yeah. listen, there's there's been so many Star Wars to since then and we're in the we're in the age of all the new Star Wars. Why would you not watch the original Star Wars? I don't think some people are into movies like us. I think that's what it boils down to, that some people just don't, they're not really into movies. That's like sad. And I don't know. It, it kind of shocked me at first, but it kind of makes sense. Like the first, it does the not make first sense. two Star Wars came out in the 70s before we were even it born. It does not make sense. It doesn't matter. They still stand the test of time. Like just yeah. like Indiana Jones and what else can we say? Stands the test of time. Plenty of stuff. Uh, dirty Dancing. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, dirty dancing, that's of iconic. That is iconic. Um, yeah. I... I don't know. It's just shocking. So anyway, um, I can't believe 50% of them didn't know Star Wars. We're doing our typical thing. We're totally veering off from what we originally were talking about. And that is the fact that I ate a Twinkie today. Oh, and that's because my friend had never eaten a Twinkie. Okay. So I bought a box of Twinkies and, and? and gave them to the crew. Okay. Um, yeah, they're not that good. No, they're not. They're trash. Uh, they're not very good. And you know what his comment was? It was interesting because growing up with Twinkies, we, we pull them out and one of the guys was like, is this how big they've always been? And I was like, yeah, I think they have. I, they seem smaller. Oh, they seem smaller. I was curious. Smaller. Like, do they seem bigger um, or do they seem smaller? No, they seem smaller. Okay. And then he was like, well, maybe it seems smaller because the last time I ate one, I was like four. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we all opened the package and ate the Twinkies. And to me, it tasted the same as they always have. They're just, they're not great. You know, no. they're, they're just kind of like spongy and oily, yeah. sweet. But his, uh, his observation was this should be dipped in chocolate, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, you know I, what? You're right. I guarantee somebody's done that before. I guarantee I there's some TikTok somewhere where somebody has figured out a way to dip Twinkies into chocolate. Well, I think actually Hostess has made a chocolate covered Twinkie. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're if, called ho-hos. No, 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 no. That, that's not true. Ho-hos have the chocolate in the middle too. Okay. Um, my favorite hostess treat. Ding dong. Is a ding dong. <laughs> they look like a little hockey puck. They come wrapped in foil. Yeah. And they're uh, chocolate cake, like chocolate sponge with white cream in the middle. And they're covered in chocolate. I don't think so. I don't think, I think that you would have them and you'd be like, oh, um, sorely disappointed. Okay. I'm going to buy some. And I promise you, I'm going to love them because <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, what's interesting is I have 10 Twinkies in the box mm -hmm. and only like four of them got eaten today. Well, because they're gross. They're, they're, you know, they're not great. It's like plastic. I think we've learned. I mean, in the 80s, everything was really big into, uh, you know, fast food and everything was really big into the package stuff because it made things easier. And it wasn't until a little bit later that we all of a sudden realized, oh, this is the stuff that's actually killing us. Well, 
I think too, you know, where we live, if if I had brought a bucket of fried chicken, it would have been demolished by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Or some like teriyaki beef or teriyaki chicken. Yeah. Um, but the sweets, it's like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to play a game with you today. With me? Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. So if anybody knows Ben, you can be a little negative. I prefer to use the word cynical. <laughs> cynical is, is better than negative. <laughs> I think that's worse. <laughs> I totally that's do okay. too. Okay, I, so I, I tend to be cynical. You're right. Yeah, you tend to be a little bit cynical. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the name of um, some actors or actresses, and you or are they all actors now? I think it's all actors. I don't care. And. Th- but we do. We do care. Okay. So I'm going to have you, I want you to say um, one adjective about them. Okay. Okay. But it has to be positive. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you choosing these actors based on the fact that you know that they drive me crazy already? No. Because I feel like this is a trick. No. Okay, I should have put a little rouge on my on my face. I think. Do you feel a little white? No, I don't know. A little pale. Um, okay, so here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Um. Ooh, that's an easy one. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I was gonna say the hair, but then that immediately goes to the mullet, and uh, that's not very positive. Babe, none of this, you, one adjective on okay. each person. Does that have to be a one-worded adjective? No, no. Okay, Patrick Swayze, <laughs> he was an amazing dancer. That is true. Okay. Especially um, when he was doing his, like, fight scenes. Yeah. They were all kind of, like, in, in dance style, <laughs> like pointed toes. <laughs> Like in Ghost, where he kicks the angel out the window when Demi Moore is pointed. Is pointed. Yeah. I like it. But he also can't kiss. So uh, I'll one be thing, the- another thing I'll say about Patrick Swayze, he has an amazing body. <laughs> it's like, it's lean. Yeah. You, can, you can tell he didn't like work out too hard. Uh-huh. He just had a naturally lean physique. Right. Much like myself. Much like my, I knew, I knew it was going to go to that. <laughs> That's what I knew. Okay, um, I'm going to give you an easy one, Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. Um, nice, uh, nice legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep this clean so I don't get in trouble. Okay, uh, okay. However, there was one uh, movie I don't remember which one it was where she kind of looked like Michael Jackson. Um, it was the beginning of Miss Congeniality, which you've said that you absolutely, absolutely love. That she looked like Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, no, that you absolutely right. love that movie. So I think she looks the best in Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, moving on. Mel Gibson. Um, his forearms are amazing. Have you ever, you ever noticed his forearms? Yes, I have noticed his like forearms. caveman forearms. See, you are capable of being super com- like complimentary. I don't think this is hard. If you start telling me about like rush hour traffic. Okay. Or shopping at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> we'll get there. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I love how free he is with his cursing. Okay. Okay. Um, 
<clears throat> Lizzo. I have no idea who that is. I know. Doja Cat. I know she's a singer only because our daughter loves her. Yeah. Um, I've never seen her. Okay. I've never, I, I have no idea what she looks like. Okay. <laughs> so you can't say anything good? Have you heard her songs? I have heard her songs. Do you know which ones? I think one of them is the um, woman song. Uh, Let me be your woman, woman, I don't woman, know. woman. I don't know. You could be no, I, You could be saying that and I have no idea. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Okay. What I like about her yeah. is that our daughter really likes her. Yeah. Aww. That's that's all I have to say about her because I, I really don't know anything, okay. anything about her. Um, Will Ferrell. I mean, the list goes on. <laughs> Greatest actor of all time. No, uh, you cannot say that. Yes. Um, Will Ferrell. I love how self-deprecating he is with his humor. Yeah. Well, because you're very self-deprecating, yeah. so it works. Okay, what about, um, um, uh, let's say, Nicole Kidman? Oh, gosh. You know, she's fallen out of favor for me. That's not positive. Um. I used to love Nicole Kidman. Yeah. When she was in Batman in the 90s. Yeah, with Val Kilmer. Sure. I, I don't remember which Batman it was. It was Val Kilmer. It was okay. number three. Was that the one? Um, with Seal singing. With. Uh, Kiss by a Rose. Who was the bad guy in that? Um, That was Jerry. Uh, um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and, and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really I liked mean, it. I can enjoy it now for just the the fun in it. I think it was trying to make fun of itself. Yeah. But truly terrible. Okay, Jim Carrey. The man is a a, a chameleon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's amazing. He is amazing. Chris Rock. I you know, I don't really know that much about Chris Rock. I loved him in, as Marty um in uh Madagascar. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, he's not. Yeah, he is Marty. Is he? I don't know. If yeah, that, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 he is. He's Marty. Yeah, he is Marty. That's the funny. zebra. Oh, the zebra. That is so funny. How long is this going to go? I don't know. We're done. Okay, good. <laughs> Would you like to ask me how I feel about um, people who turn their music really loud at the beach? No. Okay. No, because I know we'll go downhill from there. Definitely. But we are going to talk about, uh, you know, being um, self-sabotaging. Okay. Okay. So the thing is, is that I, I feel like every single one of us has a little bit within us an easy route to our self-sabotaging. Okay. I believe we all do it to a certain extent we all self-sabotage yeah to a certain extent all right but i believe that there are a there's actually when you see somebody who truly truly doesn't even realize that they're in the self-sabotaging mode you it it's like you look at them and you wonder you need to just make the right decisions yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so funny because we get into these places where we kind of, um, you know, we, we see these people, we, we see for us, for me, I, I get into, and I noticed starting a long time ago that I can easily get into the place of like, um, I don't know. I, I get into these modes of like 
victim mode in my in my mind. Okay. It's never going to happen. Like I got to work so hard. Like I I can't do this. Like uh, nobody likes me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go eat some worms. <laughs> Is that a self-sabotage thing? Yeah, because I can begin to self-sabotage because I can I when I'm in those places I I I begin to tell myself, "Ugh, I can't do this. I can't do it." I just can't. And so then I start to make choices to go against that. My self-sabotage is I, I divert. I go, I go to other things. Like if I think this is not going to work, even if this is my passion and I love it and all of that, then I'm going to go, okay, forget about it. It's not going to work. So I'm going to go over here and spend my time. You definitely go into a flight mode when you're super stressed. Yeah. When you get really stressed about what you're doing. It's like, okay, we need to come up with a new plan where we just move to the middle of nowhere where we don't know anybody and we can just sell stuff online. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely do that. I do. And then like, all I have to do is be like, okay, I'll just wait two days and you're fine. Well, because, okay. But see, that leads me into, there's something in me that does this self-sabotage thing where I get into these like, vulnerable modes where I'm like the victim and I'm like, oh, nothing's working out. I'm blah, blah, blah. And, but then there's something that has happened along the way that I quickly became a person that was like, okay, I give myself about a day, maybe not even that to do that. And then I just, and then I remind myself what my goal is. I remind myself what I'm actually leaning towards, which is going after my dreams and what is my passion and all of that. And I remind myself of what that is. And immediately something clicks inside of me that goes, you know, you're really actually being quite the victim right now. And so there is something weird that all of a sudden I tell myself like, okay, I'm no longer going to be the victim. And I kid you not, it's like a jump into, okay, how do I get this? What do I need to do? And I start going towards it. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of people that don't do that. But I think there's, I think there is a a good amount of people that do that. And what they say is that those are the people that actually do get to succeed are the ones who they have those moments and they give themselves a certain period of time that you can feel this way. So you like actually think time frame, like I can, I'm allowed to feel this way for one day. Cause the fact is, is that most of us, yes, because the fact is that most of us, we sit in a state of resistance and that is what creates this constant cycle. The resistance never, never allows us to actually remove ourselves from this uh, remove ourselves from the negative thought from the negative because what we're doing is we're actually just sitting in it and we're trying to resist it and it's not working and so we keep trying to resist resist I don't want to feel that way I don't want to feel that way I don't want to feel that way so we go on to something else or we just kind of sit in it and that never works right so the fact is is that when we give ourselves a moment to not resist the feelings that we're feeling And actually sit in the, like, okay, fine. I'm being a victim right now. I'm going to allow myself, I actually do this. I go, I'm going to allow myself a moment to just be the victim. And I'm going to breathe that in. And I'm going to be like, okay. And I breathe it in and I go, and I kid you not, it's like that one breath and then just allowing myself to just feel it for a moment as much as I can. 
lets it kind of fall through. Interesting. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've had me try to, you've tried to get me to do that. <laughs> and I just, it's hard for me to focus long enough to be able to like, as, as soon as I go, okay, I need to feel this feeling. <laughs> my mind goes to have, have the dishes been done. Uh, did you make your lunch yet? You need some coffee. Um, did you pay all the bills? Well, what's the feeling? What are you trying to feel when you're, when those things are going through your mind? I don't know because, uh, I never get there. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's hard for me. Well, not everybody has to do it the same way. I've just found that that's, that's what works for me is when I really wrap myself around. Okay. So I'm feeling number one, just recognizing that you're feeling a certain feeling. Number two, just recognizing that I'm being a victim and that I'm calling myself out and going, yeah, I'm really being victimish. Number three. Vic- victimish. <laughs> victimish. That's, I think that's in the, in the dictionary. <laughs> anyway, number three, when you're, when I'm feeling that victimy, then I, am I moving the table too Yes, much? you are driving me crazy. <laughs> Get off the table. Get off the table. I'm just saying that when I do that, it's 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 really interesting because I give myself, I've learned that if I give myself 24 hours, even less, to be the victim and I just kind of let myself feel that and I let myself exist in that, then I eventually get to that point where I'm like, okay, boom, done. This is my goal. This is what I'm after. Okay, I just need to finish the book. Okay, I just need to go. I just need to get this done for the book, or I just need to do this. Um, you know, it's funny because there is something that clicks in my brain. Do you have that? I, I mean, I guess I do. I, I definitely self sabotage. I definitely have feelings. How do you self sabotage though? Um, I, I think, I think the difference between you and me is that you, you tend to, like, you have big plans. Yeah. And you. You feel like like every day you have to be doing something to get to those big plans, and I'm more like, uh, you know, it's whatever happens happens. So I don't I don't think as deeply into every day as you do. Uh, I, I'm but gonna I'm gonna on. I'm gonna beg to differ in the sense of like I feel like you sure you're like whatever happens happens. But it's not like you're super stoked about certain things of your life. Of course not. No, I self-sabotage in a much different way. Okay. Like for me, it's about um, like the, it's the opposite of you, like not making enough goals. Right. Like not, not setting goals really high. Like I was the guy that took easy classes so I could get a 4.0. Oh, gotcha. You know? yes. I mean, not kind of in a way. Yeah. I, I, I did very well in school, but it's not like I like took, you know, statistics and calculus and advanced bio. Yeah. You know, I just took the regular classes. Yeah. Um, so for me, it, you know, I, I just, I just don't, I for guess I you, just don't make self, big plans. Well, you, I, I like your self-sabotage is a lot of like, um, like I'll see it like, <laughs> when you do, when you're like, yeah, no, I just can't do that. That's just too, yeah. that's just too big for me. So yeah. then you move on right? or I can't change that. That's just who I am. Nah, come on now. I don't really do that. You don't? No. I mean, I have, and I think everybody has to a degree, Yeah. but I think I'm mature enough now to realize that I can't just keep accepting certain behaviors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have my defaults. Yeah. 
But um, I'm definitely working on that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, I, I mean, I just don't, I just don't make big plans. It's just interesting because. I'd rather just do my daily thing, go to work, come home, go to sleep. No, you wouldn't. That's <laughs> the funny thing. No, you wouldn't. You don't want to be doing just that over and over but again f- until you're No, until it's a vicious cycle because as soon as I get home, I'm too tired to make plans. And I'm like, I'll just go to sleep and go to work tomorrow. I, <laughs> I hence, hence the self-sabotage. I know. It's true. It's true. But you know, on, in my job, so what I do is I actually own a gym and I've been a trainer for, I don't know, however long. Uh, the only reason I'm repeating that, cause most people who have watched this have, wa- have listened to our podcast, um, for the last year, um, and everything, but this is the first time we're doing Instagram live. So if you're watching, I'm an author, um, but I also am an entrepreneur. I've opened up a gym that because I was a personal trainer. And so we, we've expanded the gym over the years and that's what I do. And, and so I see, I mean, self-sabotage is what I do, right? It's, and I don't mean what I do personally. It's what I deal with every day. And, and it is amazing because there's, there's a constant thing. I keep telling people that, there's, there is a very specific kind of, there's a specific way to get out of these self-sabotaging places. There's number one, just the recognition of it. Being able to identify your self-sabotage? Being, yeah. I think we, I think we, if you ask most people, they'd be like, no, I don't self-sabotage or they wouldn't know, or they wouldn't know which, how, how they do. They wouldn't even know how to get to the depths of what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think I, being able to identify things about yourself is key. Right. We were at work today and, uh, we had a situation where somebody said something and somebody got really upset by it and it didn't seem like that big of a deal, but what it led into was a conversation about like, well, that was kind of silly. And then we're like, well, you know what, what triggers you? And we all kind of shared about what our triggers are. Really? Yeah. These okay. Are, you need to give a little info. This is on a construction site. Yeah. No, but I work with really cool guys. Yeah. You know? No, that's not, we all have a vision or a, a stereotype of construction guys in our, in our mind. And it's a little bit like that. Oh, it's it's okay. fairly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, let's just, yeah, I, I won't even go there. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, we, we had a little discussion about like, well, we felt like the thing that bothered him like was not that big a deal. Right. You know, it's like, we've said much worse, like way worse. Things. So you hit a trigger, hit a trigger. Oh. So, um, I was like, well, you know what, what triggers you? And one guy was like, um, what did he say? See, here's the man part. I know I've you don't even forgotten. remember. <laughs> I would be able to tell you exactly who said what. Well, I'll tell you what I said. Okay. Mine was, um, when I get blamed for doing things that I didn't do. Oh, totally. That is you I'm for sure. Like overly intentional about everything I do. Right. If Be- I if I on. did it. You're overly intentional about what you do. Why? Um because, because I'm you, a perfectionist. Because you don't want to get blamed for anything. I have major control issues. Yeah. And I don't want to get blamed. Yeah. So um if if I if I did it, yeah. then I don't like that I'm getting called out on it, but at least I did it. You know, right. But if I didn't do it, watch out. 
<laughs> I, I will, mean, I will I don't fight till the day anybody... I die to prove that I did not do that. <laughs> I got a pepper in my throat. <laughs> See, it's the meat. It's the meat. <coughs> we had delicious tri-tip. I over-seasoned it with pepper and salt. And oh garlic. my gosh. And when I was eating it, it went <laughs> down my throat wrong and then it just did it again. So that meat actually leaves stuff in your throat. Yeah, you're, you're really struggling over there. Well, not what was funny is It's um, starting to go away. What was funny is Tessa was choking during dinner tonight. <laughs> and she <laughs> she's over there coughing. She's like, oh, I got I to gotta pepper down my throat. And I didn't say anything. Yeah, but I was like legitimately like coughing. You, yeah, but you weren't choking. You were just coughing. It felt and really I'm, choking I'm trying to enjoy my meal. And you, you were saying like, I'm choking, I'm choking. Or I'm... I'm, I'm I didn't coughing. say I'm no, no, no. choking. I'm choking. I'm coughing. Uh, I coughed on a on a peppercorn, and I didn't say anything. And you're like, you're like, hello. No. Oh, I'm sorry, not. Tessa, that you're choking on a peppercorn. Like <laughs> 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 you're mad that I didn't say anything. That is unbelievably not true. We're sitting there, and I'm dying. I'm like, I, I like literally can't catch my breath because I'm like, uh, uh, uh. so I'm drinking, I'm drinking, and literally Ben is like, they're watching my our girls are watching um, the Adams Family because we've already started to get into Halloween, and so the girls are watching Adams Family, and literally Ben is like eating his meal and just like staring. At Adam, the yeah, Adam's I was, family. I was trying to enjoy the movie. <laughs> and I, I was a little bit like, because even when our daughter, who chokes all the time, yeah. when she chokes, we go, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Normally, the thing for anyone is I to mean, say, are you okay? I just like, feel are like, are you good? I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you're a grown up and... <laughs> And if it was something that really you needed something, I would have been there. Ben. But I was fairly, I was very confident that you were fine. <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about me being fine. It's about the fact that I'm choking on pepper off of a steak that you made and I can't breathe. And you're like, not even it looking was, at me. It was about you. You wanted me to recognize you oh, at that moment. Oh, let's right? not. E no, I don't whatever but it was funny because you were just staring at the adams family i'm like do you really love the adams family that much you know it, it's been a long day i made dinner you know what's funny is like we were watching the adams family just a little bit of a tidbit here and i <laughs> another little thing this is going to tell so much about our lives <laughs> i look at everybody and i'm like um what's the hand's name i hand i think i don't, I don't <laughs> is know it? is it hand I have no idea. Okay, so the hand that's like running around in the Adams family, I like, I, I totally got a very straight face, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, um, isn't it crazy that he that that the hand won an Oscar for that role? Yeah, and and we're like, oh, that's interesting. They, you're. It's still, it's still weird that you thought that that was like totally real. And at one point you I'm know, like, well, that just ruined the joke because I mean, I wasn't making a joke. I was trying to trick them, but they were so easily tricked to believe that the hand in Adam's family I mean, it's, had whatever. I, it's kind of possibly believable. Is it? <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about the Oscars, so I don't know. Sure. 
I, he did a good job. He was like, I mean, what kind of category would that be? Like, you know, like the I just figured he would. is not stacked. So the odds are that the hand would win the Oscar in that whatever category he won. The hand. Or she. I don't, I don't know if it was a male or a female. I just can't believe that I like literally, I said, I was, I was like prepping myself to start laughing as soon as you guys started laughing. And instead you guys just totally full on believed me that the hand and Adam's family won an Oscar. <laughs> Maybe it was for the digital effects because that was a pretty big deal back then. Okay, but that's totally we're, different. We're really, really digressing. <laughs> we're on like a five-minute digression here. That's okay. They're welcome to us. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it is funny because, or how about the sister wives that you were like, yesterday I was watching sister wives. It's kind of like a little like cheat show for it's me. It's a major train wreck. And you were like, it's a major train wreck, but the, he goes, I turn it on and he goes, he goes, oh, what's been happening? Like, I was watching this with you. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are we getting into this again? The sister wives? I don't oh, know. Oh, speaking of self-sabotage. Yes. Yeah, talk about, talk about setting up your life for failure. Yeah. Well, just when you, I mean, look. The fact is, is that I deal with people every day that self-sabotage and, and we all talk about it there. It's nothing new to them now, especially since I've been in their lives for over a decade and I do it as well. There's no getting around it. I think the point is a figuring out how you self-sabotage and that's the hardest part for people. Being able to identify it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, because it's one thing to say, oh, I always, I always end up spending too much money. No, I think that it's one thing to say that I think a lot of people would be like, why does this always happen to me? Why do people always react this way to me? Yes. And, and they don't, what I always say is like, there's one common denominator. Right. That's you. Right. So if something continually continues, continually, continually continues, continues. <laughs> this is a writer. <laughs> you definitely speak better with your fingers than with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if something continues, thank you, Ben. If that was a compliment. It was? Yeah. Oh. It was really backhanded, but it was a compliment. <laughs> if something continues to happen in your life and you, and it just can, it, it happens over and over and over again, obviously it there is something about, there's something about us that we've decided I'm not going to actually see what is happening in the root cause of what's going on. You're saying it's a conscious choice? No, no. I Well, I would say that- I think that it's an unconscious choice. It's an unconscious choice that comes out of very conscious decisions. Okay. So it it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so I deal with someone, let's say they're in this, you know, vicious cycle, right? At the gym, okay? This vicious cycle of, okay, people have done, I'm going to, I'm going to use this, this, thing because people have done it a zillion times. And so it's not narrowed down to one specific client, but, um, there's, there's something that gives somebody joy. Okay. They plan it. They do it. They love it. They, they think it's great. It's something to look forward to. So they start busting their butts in the gym. They start doing amazing. They start doing awesome. Right. 
Then they have whatever it is that they've planned. They have whatever it is that they were going to do in the first place. Like a vacation or a wedding, for example. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something where it's like something they can look forward to. It's palpable. I can look forward to this. So they start, they go, they're gearing towards that. Okay. Then they have it. The event. The event. That they've been working Whatever for. it is, the event. And they come home and they do this all of a sudden they come home and it's like, and it's like they, they can't, um, yeah, they just come home and they cannot get themselves back on track. Suddenly it's like they're, they're, they're depressed. They're disappointed. They're like whatever. And I kid you not when we, what's funny is I'll watch them do it forever and we'll do this same cycle. I've got this thing that gives me joy. I come home from it. I'm depressed. So I got to create a new one. I've got this thing that gives me joy. I come home from it and I'm depressed. And in the joy parts, we're doing really good things to help our body and help our mind and help ourselves. And in the downfall, in the aftermath of the joy moments, we are doing the things that cater to um, the things that make us unhappy. Yeah, I think you can say the same thing about relationships. Like when you get into a new relationship, whether it's romantic or not, there's this like honeymoon phase where it's really exciting. But then when you start like experiencing real life together, it gets challenging, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I better cut and run because this is getting too hard. Obviously this isn't the right fit or whatever. We've Um, talked about it before that like there are moments when you have the biggest joy of your life. For example, when you have kids, right? So when you have kids, you have the biggest joy of your life coming into play and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing before the first baby comes out, right? And it's going to be awesome. We're going to, it's going to make us fall in love even more. I was terrified. Sure. But there's also this excitement of like a baby coming and then all of a sudden the baby comes and it's the hardest, it's the hardest moments of your life after that. Like it's the hardest moments because suddenly you're like, it's no longer, um, it just feels overwhelming. You're suddenly the, the hype goes down. Nobody's interested in you anymore. They're just interested in the baby. You know, it's one of those things. It's nobody's interested (laughs) in you anymore. (laughs) They're just interested in the stupid baby. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying, but you get what I'm saying. I'm just, the fact is, is that we have this cycle. I have this cycle. And the only reason that I'm able to break this cycle and, you know, as quickly as I can is just the recognition of it. And I, but I have to go to the deeper recognition of it. It is literally not what you're doing. It's not the fact that the vacation has ended. I'm pretty it's, depressed when my vacation ends. Yeah, but it's not the fact that this big moment has ended and now you have to go. I mean, I get it. Like none of us want to end vacation and then go back to work. We all want to be, you know, totally able to vacation all year round. I don't know. I bet there's some nerds out there. They're like, I can't wait to get back to work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody. I know a lot of workaholics. You do? Oh, I yeah. mean, I do love work. Uh, you're one of them, by the way. <laughs> I, I love things that I'm passionate about and I'm passionate about a lot of stuff. So. One of, one of Tessa's favorite things to do on vacation is talk about work. I and it's like, like the worst thing on earth. No, for me. I like to dream. 
I like to dream bigger while I'm on vacation. Suddenly I have sleep and I have rest and suddenly I'm like, oh, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. When I go on vacation, I treat it just like the weekend. I'm never going back to work again. <laughs> like I treat it as if I'm ne- it's the last day of work for the rest of my life. And that's why it's depressing when I have to go back to work. Because <laughs> I wasn't supposed to go back ever. <laughs> so wait, go back to, so your person had a trigger. Mm-hmm. And so it made them respond even bigger than what they would normally respond. Yeah. And I think it's funny because he knew his trigger though. No, no, no. He wasn't in the conversation. He was, oh. he was all triggered out, gone. Oh, yeah, he took off. wait, we did. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all triggered out. So he took off. He came back. Did you tell him his trigger down. when he came back? No, I'm not going to tell a grown man like, <laughs> hey man, you got to chill. I don't know. At the, the the moment might come where I can talk to him, but it's it's a construction site. No, I know. You, know? you, you don't There's, have to explain. Gotta, no, I totally get it. You got to choose your words wisely. Well, not only that, you're not their therapist. So, you know, yeah. and um, that is the thing is we are not people's therapists, right? Unless you're in a position where you can be, and then it's a whole different story. But we can recognize from our own relationship that people, you know, people often get themselves into these cycles that they can't get out of. Yeah. And have you, ever, have you ever met somebody that like, I know you have, it's a rhetorical question. Like they just, they're their own worst enemies. Nothing can happen good <laughs> they make, ever. They make all the worst decisions. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because you sit back and you're like, I, I don't understand. Like, why, why did you make that decision? See, I think, why I did think, you make that decision? Yeah. And I'm not going to use any examples of people no. I've known that have done that, but I find that they all have something in common. And I think that they almost get off on the drama. Yeah. It's like they, they, they get a feeling from it. And even if it's a negative feeling, it's a feeling that is familiar to them and it, they want it. I, I think there's probably some of that. I think there's probably some of that. And then I think there's probably some people who absolutely hate the drama, but they literally just don't know how to not have it. Yeah, like if you were know. born and raised in a family that just has drama, 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 and you literally don't know how to communicate with people. I mean, look, 90% of our lives is about learning how to communicate with people. Is that like a, a guesstimated figure? Or no, is that that's an, exact- an actual thing that I've said. So it's true. That you've said or that you've read? Ben, Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like 90% of our lives, we is, is all about communication. So imagine if, you know, I can't, I can't seem to figure out my relationship with my coworkers. I'm going to have a miserable time at work. Well, and I think too, that some people, their communication skills clash. It's not that yeah. either one is bad. It's just that for whatever reason, there, there's people that I know that I just, I just don't get them. And they just don't get me. Do you, how much of that do you think is actually intuition though? Like, for example, I think that some people come, uh, there are certain people in my life. You can probably think of some yourself and I'm sure people can think of some themselves. There are some people in your life that you're like, that person could get along with anyone. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. And every single time I ever see those kind of people, it's always because they have this ability to intuitive, intuitively know what 
the other person needs. See, I feel like I'm somebody that can pretty much get along with anybody as long as they don't know what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at being considerate and listening and being agreeable, you know. Because I'm not a, I'm not contradictory to people. Well, but what you're thinking is not necessarily, uh, yeah. It, it, but in my mind, I am judging you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what I you're mean? doing the right thing of having it stay in your mind and not actually being said. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I don't know. I, I find that most people are good people. And even people that I strongly disagree with a lot of their views... Um, we can find something in common, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to, like, hang out with them very much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just think that it's funny because I, I feel like if we could really just figure out, if we could really just figure out communication skills and, and uh, really communication should be looked at as, like... <laughs> I'm not going to throw out any numbers because now you've got me afraid of throwing out numbers. 87%. 87% of communication is about listening. I would say a, a large amount of successful communication requires good listening. So when do you think that it's appropriate to say to someone, like what, what makes it, what draws the line of like, okay, now, now we need to stop having good communication because you're just being, you're just unable. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm not going to try to help somebody if I'm not close with them. I, you and I say this thing all the time. We're like, help me help you. Yeah. Like always, because we're always like, just our kids are like that, right? Like we always are just like, help. okay, seriously, just help me help you by telling you what's going to make things a lot easier. Yeah, but I find that people don't necessarily, they're not ready to listen if it's like unwarranted or un, unsolicited. Well, what, am I, what am I trying to say? I don't if, know. If, if, they're, if they're not asking for your advice, yeah. then, then giving it to them is not going to necessarily go over very well. <laughs> no. You know, so one one practice I've done, not very often, but um, when I have done it, it's fairly successful. I wait for a cue. Yeah. And I say, um, can I, do you want to, can I give you some advice? If not, it's okay. But I can let you know what I think. Yeah. And maybe I can help you. Yeah. And a lot of times they're like, sure. Yeah. You know. So delivery and timing. Yeah. Delivery and timing comes from knowing that and like knowing and being intuitive and knowing that they can't handle it at this moment. I need to wait until they're at a better place. Yeah. Right. That's why, you know, trying to deal with that guy today was not the right thing to do. The best thing he could do is just go cool off. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you know, maybe I'll get a chance to talk to with him tomorrow or the rest yeah. of the week sometime. But, uh, you know, he got over it. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's interesting to think about because, I, you know, self-sabotage is a thing that we all do. And if we would recognize, um, like, I think the hardest part is getting down to the real true reason behind the self-sabotage. Yeah. And if we could get behind that, if we could get understanding that, um, but that takes, the problem is, is that's, that takes discomfort. 
we have to we have to be uncomfortable. We've talked about this before in the podcast yeah. a lot because it is a prime thing that people seem to be unable to do. We have to sit in the uncomfortable and nobody wants to sit in the uncomfortable. But that also that's why I was asking about the relationship aspect is because if we sit in the uncomfortable in relationships, you know, <laughs> I think that a lot of people would sit in the uncomfortable all the time or never. Preferably never. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate the talks, <laughs> especially the talks that are like, we've, we've gone over this, you know, at nausea, but like the okay. talks that are not really getting anywhere. Well, we always end, we always went, you know, it's late. We've had long days at work. So like, who knows whether we even I'm surprised said we anything awesome. I'm surprised we haven't gotten into a big fight. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. So, I mean, who's... But it is past my bedtime. (laughs) It is. So, we've, you know, we've done, we've done what we wanted to do. Oh, but what triggers you, Kyra says. Well, that's the thing is... I trigger her. No. (laughs) No. Yeah, I, I shared my trigger. Um, what triggers me? Oh, someone hasn't been doing much introspection. It's <laughs> not true. I um you would probably know what triggers me better than what I would know. But I believe that what triggers me is often um like <laughs> especially growing up with two brothers, if I feel like there's any ganging up on. Yeah. If I think that for you it's like if if you're not let me think about this. <laughs> this I, is dangerous I just, territory, I just think ben. about the times that you get really hurt. And it's usually if um, if you're not recognized yeah. by certain people. Yeah. If you feel like you're invisible to them. Yeah. Well, because I work so yes, hard. I did it. You did it. Good job, babe. And I said it well without saying you it insulting. You know why? Because I work so freaking hard. At making sure that everybody is seen in my presence. Like when, or even not. Like I am constantly trying to send texts out to people and like connecting with people. And if I don't receive that back, it's like, I, and I don't, I don't care about the gifts thing. I, like some people are like, you don't, they don't see you for years, but they're like, but you need, but if you give me a gift, I'm happy with you. Like no. a physical gift? Yeah, like a what physical are we, gift. I, I'm telling you, but I'm just I'm just using that as an example. I'm just saying that some people like have a different. We've talked about the different love languages, but it is interesting because for me, I just think that I just think when you get to a point where you're like, I am trying, and this I think this actually is an overall universal idea, even with your trigger. Let's take everybody's trigger. And I think the point is, is that people are like, I am trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to do good and be good. And so the whole idea behind a trigger is when we are being, is when all of a sudden we have to recognize that we are failing in one area. Yeah. And unfortunately, (laughs) when we're forced to look at the fact that we're failing in one area, a lot of times we take it as though it's everything about us. And that's not true. Yeah, I guess we are I would, just, and I would agree so with that. that is why triggers are so awful 
is because when we're in a conversation, people are trigger, they trigger, trigger us. And it's all because that's the innate instinct to be like, but I try so hard. Well, the other, you know, we don't have to get into this too deeply, but the other thing about triggers is, you know, there are some triggers that I have that anybody can say something to me and it wouldn't trigger me. But if a certain person said that, yeah. it would. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give an example, but um, it also depends on who's saying it mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. Because there are, there are people that can say the absolute worst things to me and I, I don't give a crap. Right. But if a specific person said it to me, it would kill me. Right. Right? Right. And usually that's family. Yeah. Or like friends that have known us for a long time. Yeah. And a lot of it's time because they know us so well that they know those things. And the other, the other thing that I always find interesting about what triggers you now may not trigger you in 10, 15 years, right? I've been triggered by this thing my whole life. And then there are those where it's literally just going to be our trigger. That is just a constant, you know, and that I believe that if we recognize what that is, And we have like a moment of processing, like if we hear it, like it's funny because we will react to those triggers and it's going to be a knee jerk reaction. So you almost Mm -hmm. have have to have um, the ability to say, hey, I'm sorry I reacted that way. This oh, is yeah, why I did. That's that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, it's but I'm just saying. <laughs> and the admitting that you were wrong. <laughs> I know, but what it gives you though, is it gives you the grace for yourself to have that knee jerk reaction. If you can actually say or come up in a few minutes and be like, hey, hey, dude. Hey, wife. I, I got triggered by that. This is why. That's what you and I have worked. A, we do that. We really do, right? Like I resist years. it so much. You but do. But eventually we get there. <laughs> but eventually we get there. Um, but that's the key, right? Yeah. Is eventually we get there. So Ben, we usually end up with um, one question for you. Okay. Okay. Even though it's kind of running long. That's okay. We're still going to so do it. So we're going to still do it. You can make it as this short as you want. This episode was supposed to be like half as long. I know. Well, you know, that's how it goes. So we're going to do it. Okay. So if you... <laughs> um, if you could be anywhere in the world at this moment, where would it be? If I could be anywhere in the world at this very moment, I, I struggle with this one all the time because I have no imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about triggering. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gosh, I'm, I feel really boring right now. I, I don't have an answer. Really? Yeah. If you could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. I. Let me think. I mean, we. the reason I struggle with this is because, like, I live in Hawaii, <laughs> and I live in the one of the most beautiful places okay, in the let world, me change and it. I don't even take advantage of it. Okay, let me change it. So you, we went through a whole thing of, like, you had to say good things about, about um about actors and oh I forgot one that I was going to ask you David Hasselhoff great chest hair (laughs) (laughs) totally so if you could be with one of one one actor or famous person or whatever who would it be 
Well, I ran into Matthew McConaughey today. You didn't run into Matthew McConaughey. I did too. He was like 50 feet away from me. Okay, but you didn't run into him. You just saw him from afar. Yeah, well, I didn't want to bug him. He was getting on a jet. <laughs> of course he was getting on a jet. Um, oh, gosh. I don't care. Oh my God. <laughs> You've now made two questions. Be totally with, be with as in like. Have dinner with Tom Hanks. What about him? You'd have dinner with him tomorrow and be so happy. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to meet Tom Hanks. Chris Seems Martin. Seems like a really amazing guy. Who's Chris Martin? <laughs> Isn't that the Coldplay guy? Oh, the lead singer of Coldplay? Yeah. I think that's his name. Okay. Do you care i have no interest in in hang i'm sure he's a cool guy okay like, so now you get it so what what would you choose um oh come on ben i'm not you give us one i i guess i'll just throw out like jim carrey oh that would be an interesting that would be an interesting except dinner. as long as he's not like in character because that could get annoying <laughs> Well, we have seen that. Well, um, thank you guys for watching. Um, it, we we were very tired today, but you know what? It's I'm glad all we about, did it. I'm we glad did we it. did it. It's about the communication aspect. We as a couple just get to enjoy each other while we do it. So it's pretty awesome. And yeah, we will see you. Um, come back and watch us any or listen to our podcast at any time. You can find it on my uh, website, tessavanwade.com. And yeah. We'll see you later. Have a wonderful week, yeah, everybody. Yeah, happy Monday. And stop being triggered. Figure out your triggers. Because guess what? It's not fun to have triggers. No, it's not. It's not. Okay. All right, guys. Have a great week. We will see you later. See you.